Please don't hump my lamb. Dude, I am seven fingers in the Jim Beam. Get the fucking chili hot dog out of my face. Your next comedian coming to the stage. He's so funny. He's such a hoot. And making yeah, sure let me shove this well. baby out of my out of my juiced up jibs and then stoner and the fat man. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up, everybody. <laughs> Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I am your host, Mark Poulos, as always. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be talking condos and hotels. Um, this episode will be just kind of like a small glimpse into the comedy business, if if you know if that interests you at all. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I stayed at a place that a comedy club put me up in, and, and I thought it was pretty funny. So I just started kind of remembering all the strange places that uh, comedy clubs have put me up in over the years, and I thought it would be, uh, I thought it'd be entertaining to go over those stories. Because I, uh, I mean, like the basic uh, contract when you go out on the road is when you book a gig you get to do uh the gig and then they give you some money for the gig and it's just kind of assumed that you'll have a place to stay for the night because uh it's just so strange there's a company now that's booking gigs and not offering a hotel which just blows my mind because motel sixes are like the cheapest hotel out there and you're not going to find one for cheaper than like 40 bucks. So like if you book a gig that's going to pay you 200 bucks unless you sleep in your car, you know, that the payment for that show just went down to 160 where everybody else gives you a hotel. It's kind of like when you work at a job and you get booked for a salary, you just assume well nowadays I guess that's not the best assumption that you're going to have medical coverage, but I mean, most companies, they kind of factor that into the salary, you know, like you're getting 27.5 a year, but you're getting full medical coverage, which is almost like adding, you know, an extra 5,000 a year to your salary because of the, you know, whatever. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyways, when you tour around, when you do one-nighters, when you're in a city just for one night, usually they'll put you up in a hotel. And sometimes when you work comedy clubs, they'll put you up in a hotel. Um, but every once in a while, places uh, like to get creative with where they put comedians. Because it just kind of sucks, too. Because even when you get to stay in the hotel sometimes... Um, like, I remember one time I was doing a gig up in Canada and uh, I checked into the hotel and the lady had these two room keys already set up on the counter and one had one room number on it and the other one and they were right next to each other so I said uh, I'm the comedian tonight and she goes oh okay are you the first guy or the second guy and I was like I'm the second guy so she grabbed one of the keys and handed it to me and she's like there you go so standing in the lobby, it felt like 
this hotel was actually going to be pretty nice, like with, you know, the way that it was decorated. And then I got to my room and it was disgusting. It was like, uh, it was like a closet with a bathroom and a bed and a television. And I came back down and I said something like, uh, I said, it kind of smells like smoke in my room. I'm like, is mine, is, is mine a smoking room? And she said, yeah, it is a smoking room. And I said, oh, okay, can I get a non-smoking room? And she said, uh, she said, oh, okay. So she took the key back and gave me the other one. <laughs> so I went into the other room, and it was exactly the same. It was almost like they had remodeled this entire hotel and didn't do these two rooms for some reason. So I went into the non-smoking room, and I was just like, I went back up there, and I go, I go, listen, I don't, I'm not trying to be, you know, difficult, but is there any other rooms in those two rooms down there? I go, I feel like those rooms are, like, the worst rooms in the hotel. And she's like, yeah, those are the worst rooms in the hotel. Those are the rooms that our entertainment stay in. And I said, wow, that's that's a really great mentality that you have people flying in from around the country to entertain entertain your patrons and you're going to stuff us in the shittiest room in the hotel that sounds nice but you know that's better than the alternative sometimes like i remember i was playing uh casablanca in uh, mesquite nevada it's a huge casino complex out there so i got to the front desk and i said you know Literally, like, my poster for the comedy show was, like, right next to the front desk. And I was like, hey, I'm that guy. I'm performing in the theater tonight. And she goes, oh, yeah, uh, you guys don't stay here. You stay at the uh, the Village Inn down the road. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, that's where we put our entertainers because... Uh, all of our rooms sell out every night, so we have to get money for them. So you have to go down to the other place. And I was so pissed off. I was just like, I am performing in this hotel, and I can't even stay here? And they're like, take it up with whoever. So I went down, and of course the other place is just an absolute shithole. It's like, you know, homeless people hanging out outside. My room smelled like somebody got stabbed in it like three hours beforehand. Just ludicrous i i think one of the best stories about that was uh, i was doing the holiday inn in uh spring lake michigan and uh it was summertime it's a it's a resort town it's like right on uh a lake and uh it's a really nice place so me and the other comedian we got there and we went up to the front desk and we were like you know, where the comedians were just here to check in, and the lady kind of looked at us with, like, a little smirk on her face, and she said, oh, no, we're sold out tonight. And I go, yeah, well, I'm sure there's reservations for us. And she's like, yeah, we didn't make reservations for you guys. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I go, just let us know where we're headed. And then she got this, like, furrowed brow, and she was like, where you're headed? And I go, well, yeah, the contract states that if we don't have... Uh, lodging at the place that we're performing that you'll get us lodging uh, comparable to this someplace else in town and she just like was not comprehending it she was like why would I do that uh, then we'd have to spend money 
And I, I didn't even ask her one more question. I just go, is there a manager I can talk to? And she's like, oh, yeah. So the manager comes out, and she says, these are the comedians. And she goes, oh, is there a problem? And I said, yeah. They said they don't have a room for us here, and they're not going to get us a room anyplace else. And she goes, well, we are sold out tonight, but we've made arrangements for you here. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I appreciate that. And she goes, yeah, we put them in this room here. And I put, I go, put them in this room like we're sharing a room? And she's like, well, yeah, it's the only room we have left. And I go, but in the contract, which you guys signed, it says that we each get a room. And they said, well, you know, if you could bear with us, we'd appreciate it. And so with that, I got on the phone and I, I called the booker and I was like telling him everything that was going on. So he's like, I'll call the general manager and I'll take care of it. So while that was going on, the bar manager came out where the comedy show is and he's like, you know, explaining to us that they're sold out and they've only got this one room, but not everybody checks in. So if we could kind of just hang on until... Um, until like five o'clock another room should open up so we we're like you know all right and he goes i'm really sorry you know to apologize why don't you come into the restaurant tonight and have dinner on us so i was like well that's kind of cool so we head up to our room as i do air quotation marks and it was literally one of the conference rooms with two rollaway beds in it like there was a bathroom but it was just a sink and a mirror and a toilet there was no shower or anything and i was like what the hell is this so the gm called us and they were able to get us a room at the best western but only one room so one of us was going to have to stay in this room so i was just about to do like a coin flip with the other comic and he's like you know what i'll just stay here because he's like i i haven't been on the road in a while and i kind of want to get drunk tonight and i don't want to worry about having to drive across town and i'm like all right that's fine so i drove over to the other hotel and it was like three miles away and by the time i got there and checked in i had to turn around and come back so we could have our free dinner before the comedy show started and so we got in there and uh the other comic i was working with he was like you know He's like, I think we should just uh, treat ourselves tonight with this dinner. And I was like, oh, all right. So, you know, I mean, we didn't go insane, but we definitely pushed the boundaries of what a free meal would be. <laughs> I think we had, like, uh, crab cakes for an appetizer. He had, like, a glass of wine, and uh, we had, like, a couple steaks and dessert. Like, our bill was, like, 65 bucks, maybe 70 and we left... Uh, like a $25 tip for the waitress and went to the show. So then uh, the deal was always at this comedy club that we were, we would get free drinks there. So we got like a couple drinks and then uh, then the bar manager was in there and we ordered another drink and he said 750 and we were like, "What? I thought we got free drinks." And he just like flipped out on us for like eating so much food in the restaurant and then we were arguing back with them about the shitty accommodations and and uh but it's the stuff we deal with all the time on the road because a lot of times uh thankfully with some of the companies that i work for when they sign a contract with a new venue they usually have in their contract that the accommodations for the comedians have to at least be 
like a two or three star hotel, which would be like a Super 8 or a Comfort Inn or a Ramada or something like that, which aren't that bad. I mean, some are bad, some are okay, but they're never as bad as like the worst, you know, the worst uh, hotels out there. So they, uh, so yeah, we, uh, oh, sorry. So sometimes it's a hotel most times it's a hotel and uh people always ask me like what's the worst hotel that you've ever had to stay in on the road and uh it's pretty easy columbus georgia the uh the comedy show there is is beautiful like they do two shows on a thursday they're both sold out i drove i drive over to the hotel and it's called the manor and uh I head in there and I check into my room and there's cockroaches everywhere. I mean, it was disgusting. The The room uh, smelled like death and I was just like, okay, I just put all my shit back in my car and just went and did the gig and then I just drove to the next place because I was just like, what the hell, man? But uh, the biggest thing that we deal with on the road is... Uh, comedy clubs a lot of time to save money since they're bringing comedians in every week Wednesday through Sunday they will either rent an apartment or they'll actually buy a house so you don't have to check into a hotel sometimes I actually like the condos better than the hotels because they have a full kitchen and a refrigerator and they're usually like in more of a residential area so it's not as crazy and but sometimes you get condos that uh they're just not taken care of really well um some of the craziest ones that i've ever been in i did a gig at this place in uh akron ohio and uh i showed up to the gig and they gave me the keys to the condo and I drove down, and I was driving around, I couldn't find the place. I was, like, trying to find the address, and I couldn't find the address, and I called the guy, and he goes, yeah, the condo is above the dental studio, uh, or the dental uh, office on the left-hand side of the street. So I was like, do you have to, like, go through the, the dental thing, or the dental office, or do you go in on the side, or... So, like, in the alley of the dental office there's just like this steel door that has like no markings on it whatsoever and the key opens the door and you go up there and the ceilings were like five feet high and if people don't know i'm six foot seven so like i was like crawling around in this place the whole time that i was there and uh i think the best of all was that i went and i looked in the bathroom and the toilet, the bathroom was sink, toilet, uh, bathtub with a shower. And it was so small in the bathroom, like, the exposed floor between the sink, toilet, and bathtub would probably have added up to about five square feet, possibly. Maybe less than that, because I don't know how to do square feet. <laughs> So I just look at it, and the front of the toilet is butted up against the sink. And the side of the toilet is butted up against the bathtub. 
So I'm like, well, this is great. I think uh, if I end up having to take a shit, I'm going to have to sit side saddle with my feet in the bathtub. So I just made the decision to poop at Walmart every morning because I was like, that's just not going to happen. I mean, the uh, the biggest amount of area in the bathroom was the, the tub. So, like, I mean, you could still take a shower in there, but the ceiling was five feet high. I felt like uh, Will Ferrell and Elf trying to take showers in there. And... Uh, it was just like the weirdest place ever. It was such a tiny, it was like two bedrooms, a living room and a bathroom. And it probably would fit inside like a Holiday Inn hotel room. Like that's how big the place was. And uh, so I just, you know, for me when I go places and it's a horrible like condo or house or something, I just, I just hang out around town all day and just, you know, sleep there and shower. Cause that's all you really need in the end, you know, is a place to sleep and a shower. People, uh, they always ask me, like, what's the worst condo you've ever had to stay in? And I don't know, man. There's been a lot of bad ones. Um, Albuquerque was always a weird one because um, I never got to headline there. So I was always in the feature room. And the feature room, every time that I went there, you would walk in and there would be, like, a giant section of the carpet missing in there. And it was just, like, the concrete floor. And it wasn't, like somebody came in with like a box cutter and cut like a square of the carpet out. It looked like it had deteriorated away after somebody spilled acid on it or something. And, uh, always a lot of bugs in that place. And, uh, it was just ridiculous. But Tucson, Tucson, I think, uh, it's pretty close to taking the award for the worst condo ever. Um, Mainly because when I would work there, I'd work in the summer. And I don't know if you've ever been to Tucson in the summertime, but it's like 116 during the day. And what was funny was the first time that I worked there, you know, I realized how shitty the condo was. So I was kind of going to do my normal thing where I just kind of walk around town and see things and whatever. So I was like getting my shit together. And the other comics was like, dude, where are you going? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just going to go walk around. And he's like, it's 116 degrees outside. You can't walk around. You'll die. And I was like, ah, whatever. So I walked out of the condo to the main road, which was, you know, maybe like a, not even like a block. It was like half a block. And I got to the corner and there was a, a movie rental place there. And I had to immediately go inside because it was so hot I almost passed out. So I had to turn around and come back. And the worst part was, like, this place was dirty and it was gross. And there they had cockroaches and it just wasn't clean. And the worst part was that uh, both me, the headliner, and, and the MC were all staying in the condo. And there was one bathroom. And the MC had the stomach flu the whole time. And if that wasn't worse enough, he had brought... Uh, a friend of his from Phoenix to do guest spots all week and he didn't tell the owner so things got a little tense and uh, I think it was like um, we had mentioned it to the owner and he yelled at the two guys and he's like I didn't authorize somebody to somebody else to stay in the condo there's only room for three guys so you know the other guys got to go home and his friend was like, this guy drove in from Phoenix 
and he drove with me like where is he gonna go and he goes i don't give a shit but he's gotta go so saturday um the guy didn't leave so at one point i had to come into the living room and i was like listen i'm not trying to be a dick but like the club owner said he's got to go so he's got to go because we don't want to get in trouble to make it seem like we said it was okay if he stayed and they both got really pissed off but this guy was forced to like take a bus back to phoenix <laughs> but tucson definitely was probably one of the one of the worst ones i think probably this <sighs> probably one of the strangest ones i've ever like the strangest places that I've had to stay in while I was on the road was uh, me and Cocazello were on the Stoner and the Fat Man tour, and we picked up a a Sunday night gig in uh, Spokane Valley, and uh, we showed up at the club, and the guy told us that uh, they have a band house, which is another thing where like you know if if a place is like an entertainment venue and they do a ton of bands like they'll have a band house where they buy a house and and that's where the bands stay and that way they don't have to you know buy six or four or ten hotel rooms for how many band members are coming they can just shove them into this house and uh i remember one time i was uh i was up in canada and this place had the band house, and they told me it was going to be okay if I came in a day early uh, to stay at the band house. Well, it turned out that nobody had cleaned it after the last band was there, and uh, I felt like when I walked in there, I felt like I was in Motley Crue behind the music because it was just, like, ridiculous. It was, like, pizza boxes and beer bottles and, like, underwear and condom wrappers and stuff, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. I like brushed the lounge the lounge chair off and slept in that and then the the cleaning crew came in at like 9 a.m. to clean the place and it was just just so gross but so when we got to Spokane Valley this guy said that uh you know you've got a uh they've got a band house so we're like all right that sounds cool whatever so we head over there and it uh it's just like a house in a residential area so we get our stuff out and use our key and head in the door and we go inside and in the living room is just some guy watching tv and we were both like oh shit man we must be in the wrong fucking house and he's like no no man you guys uh you the guys from toads and we're like yeah we are and he goes oh yeah no come on in guys and we're like come on in what the hell's going on here and he goes well this is my house um i'm the engineer over at the bar and uh you know, we struck a deal, and so the the comics and the bands that come through, they stay with me here. And we were like, okay. <laughs> so we're like, is there one room or two rooms? And he's like, oh, there's two. You're over here, and he's over there. And I'm like, all right. And it was like July, I think, and just like sweltering hot in this guy's house. And he's like wearing uh, shorts and like a mesh shirt and both me and Joe looked at each other. <laughs> we dropped our stuff in our rooms, and Joe's like, hey, you want to go get some lunch? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. So we left, and the whole ride, Joe's like, we have to get out of there. Like, we can't stay there. This guy's a weirdo. And I was like, well, what do you want to do, man? It's July. Uh, the hotels are like 80 bucks. We just didn't have the money, so we had to stay there. We got back from lunch. He was just hanging out 
and obsessed with Law and Order. He would just continue continuously watch Law and Order and forced us to watch it like we had no uh, no say over what was on the TV. Thankfully, he went to bed early, but <laughs> so he went to bed early. And we're just sitting on the couch out, out in the living room just, like, watching whatever's on TV. And, and uh, I've got the controller, and Joe goes, mute it, mute it. And I go, what? And he goes, dude, fucking mute it. And I'm like, okay. So I mute it, and we're just sitting there for a second. And we hear the noises of porn coming from this guy's room. And we both looked at each other. We're like, oh, for God's sakes, this guy is back there jacking off with us in the living room, like... We're here for one night. You can't take a break from the dick whacking till tomorrow? Like, what? I mean, I really almost just packed up my shit and left. And Joe's like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. He goes, if I wake up and this guy is over the top of me, like, jagging off on me, I'm going to be really pissed. And I was like, I would be pissed, too. But that, yeah, that had to be probably the uh, the strangest the strangest place that I've ever been. Um, to wrap this podcast up, I'll tell you about uh, some of the best places I ever got to stay, which were, were pretty cool. Uh, I did a gig in uh, uh, north of Spokane after we did that one. It was at some place called the North Star Casino. And it was like a five-star casino. It was crazy. Like some dude in a tuxedo like took our bags to our room and like set up the room and turned on the TV and the shower in there was ridiculous it had 12 different shower heads one was like on the roof like showering down on top of us that one was pretty sweet uh we i did a new year's eve gig in sedona arizona in the red rock mountains and they put me up in a room that overlooked the red rock mountains and it was like the coolest thing like i've ever been a part of I think one of the best hotel rooms that we we would get uh, because of its accoutrements was when we would do the Chips Inn Casino in uh, uh, Harris, Michigan. We used to get there, and uh, they would give us this badge that had uh, that we could use wherever we wanted to uh, get free food. We could go to the steakhouse, the... Uh, uh, the snack bar, whatever. So, like, in the morning, I would show them my badge, and I would take, like, 30 waters and, like, 10 candy bars and all the shit, and they'd have, like, three bags worth of shit, and they didn't even care. And the best part was, like, the hotel room that they put you up in was, like, a gorgeous hotel that had a jacuzzi in the hotel room. I mean, it was it was uh, insanely cool. Uh, let's see... There was any oh um i did a gig one time it was like in a small town in wisconsin and the owner of the bar was like i put you guys up in my house it's uh i just built it it's my cabin by the woods and it was like this huge like amazing cabin and uh it, it was a blast but uh i feel like i'm losing steam on this podcast <laughs> There's not much else I can think about. About uh, Oh, I forgot. Well, I've already talked about it. Big Timber was a really horrible hotel. Joe ended up getting scavies from the hotel, and uh, it was really musty smelling, and it was bad. It's just 
you know, I feel blessed that we are able to have a place to stay when we go and do comedy. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes I got to sleep in my car. You know, I, I don't really like the, the companies that aren't putting the hotels with the gigs now because, you know, people will take the gigs because they're idiots. I just don't know, man. It's like, it's amazing to me how many shitty hotels there are out there, but you know, there's a market for them, you know, people need a place to go to do drugs and sleep with hookers. So there's always going to be a place for a hotel that charges by the hour. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, some, I, okay, this, this is what I'll say to wrap this podcast up. I think the biggest comeback of a hotel in history would have to be the Winner's Casino in Winnemucca, Nevada. For years, this gig was considered by most to be the worst gig on the road because of uh, a bunch of reasons. One, it was a forever drive to get to. For Minneapolis, it's like 24-hour drive. Um, no one ever showed up to the show. The hotel was shit. The money was shit. It was just the worst gig. It was by itself. So, like, it wasn't even with other gigs that could make it better. It was like you were doing Winnemucca, Nevada, and that was it. So, at some point in the last, like, eight years, somebody put, like, a shit ton of money into this hotel. They rebuilt all the hotel rooms. Uh, they rebuilt the showroom. They... Uh, they put like a five-star steakhouse in this place and they really started promoting the Thursday night comedy show. So I was telling Joe when we were doing Storm and the Fat Man that we were going to do Winnemucca and I was telling him how bad it was. And then we got there and the place was like all rebuilt. There was like 200 people at the comedy show. We checked into our rooms and they were like beautifully redone. And then when we checked in, they gave us a coupon for each of us to get $50 worth of food in the steakhouse. So we literally like had a lobster tail and filet mignon at the steakhouse and it was like 49 bucks a piece. And, uh, it was just amazing. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, Columbus, Georgia, get your shit together. Okay. Why don't you remodel? Maybe, uh, get a pest guy in or, uh, maybe a pimp to rile the hookers up outside, but you know, you know, hopefully this podcast gave you a little insight into what we deal with on the road, you know, because a lot of people don't think about that. They just think that uh, we get booked for a gig and then it's up to us to handle the travel and the hotel. But, you know, it's up to the venue to get us a hotel. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's uh, some dude's house that wears mesh shirts and watches Law & Order. You never know what you're going to get. But that's what I love about this business. Like, you go out... And it's different every time. Like, even when you go back to cities that you've already been to, it's completely different the next time. So that's that's the best part of this job, man. So I just want to thank you for tuning in again. If you, uh, you can get the podcast at Podbean and iTunes, check out largedrunkman.com for all my upcoming dates. I got a ton of them just added up there. A lot of uh, fun cities I get to go back to like Columbus and Dayton and Kansas City and Tampa and I'm just really jazzed for the future uh, so just uh, keep checking out the podcast and keep uh, keep supporting local comedy and tune in next time when we talk about who knows <laughs>